You're listening to the 1% Factor Podcast with Coach Shakina, where I talk about how small changes and insights can have the greatest impact over time. Whether it's in life or business, you'll learn principles and strategies that when implemented will help you grow your business and design a lifestyle that's in alignment with who you are and fuels your purpose, passion, and vision. You're not meant to wear all of the hats in your business. What I mean by that is a lot of times when you're starting a business, you are wearing all of the hats. So in startups, yeah, you kind of you kind of are. <laughs> you you kind of are wearing all of the hats. You are the marketing manager and the sales associate and then you are the accountant and bookkeeper and and owner and everything else that goes along with starting and running your business. And it's usually true for a lot of people when they're first getting started, but as you grow, you have you you realize that you you don't need to wear all of the hats. At some point, there's going to come a point where you realize you need help. And so what I'm going to talk about today is when you're when to actually hire, how to, what are you looking for, how are you going to find them, and some of the things you should be looking out for. So first part of this is when are you actually going to hire? And that means if you are having feelings of being overwhelmed or stressed, or maybe you are at a point where you're like, I'm over all of this, then it's likely that you're doing too much in your business. So I want you to pay attention to the feelings that you're having. If you are at a point where you have clients coming in the door, you have revenue coming in the door, and you are still missing deadlines, or you are no longer consistent with your revenue generating activities, it may be time for you to actually look for somebody to help you. A lot of times we let the the feelings of overwhelm and stress and frustration and sometimes anger or demotivation actually get to us and we think it's because of us. The reality is you just need somebody else to help you, right? So what that means is taking those feelings and putting them in a place and understanding that what you're feeling right now could possibly be because you need help. And so there, there, before hiring or even while you're hiring, there's going to be a couple of shifts that you're, you're going to need to make when you're looking for your first hire. And with those feelings, like I said before, overwhelm, stress, frustration, or anger, they're always going to be there unless or until you make certain kinds of shifts with regards to your mindset and how you see things. First up is about learning how to delegate. And that means asking for what you need, asking for help. So this is a trigger for a lot of you. Okay, You don't want to ask for help. And so you're going to find yourself in a position where you are doing all of the things. And, and that's not where you want to be. You get to ask for help in a way that's going to help you create and craft the vision that you have for your business and your life. You have to understand that you you're responsible for that, right? So at some point you're going to have to just realize I'm I'm going to, I can't do this by myself. I'm going to need somebody to to come in. The other shift is about allowing your person who you're hiring to see your disorganization. And I've spoken with many clients who have a fear of having people come in and see that their business is not as organized as they would like it to be. And so there's a fear of what that other person will think 
what that other person will say or how they will perceive the owner. And the reality about that is they're not your people. Those who are up for the challenge are going to welcome the challenge. They're going to accept the challenge. And given the opportunity, they will rise to the occasion to give you what you need. They will organize your business. They will put systems in place. They will tell you essentially what needs to be done because if they're good at what they do, if they're good at their job, this is not something that you have to worry about. They will come to you with answers or questions or concerns or better ways of doing things. So the reality is you get to hire somebody who's better than you are in this particular area. And so there's a fear that that fear shifts. So the, the two things that I was just talking about, learning how to delegate and ask for help, if you can get around the fact that you know you need help, you can't do this by yourself, then one of the other shifts is allowing them to come in and see how disorganized you are. Another part, another mindset shift that you're going to have to make is about accepting your capacity. And this kind of goes back to the first one where I was talking about learning how to delegate and actually asking for help. You have to understand that as an individual, you have a cap and you can't really do any more than that cap by yourself. But with someone else, you can take it much further. They can do all those things that you don't want to do. They can do all those things that you've hired them to do, right? But your individual capacity is going to is going to make you understand where you need help at. And so that kind of brings us to the next part of this is about identifying your needs. How do you identify what you what you need help with? So I want you to answer a few questions. One, what am I good at and where can I delegate the rest? Many owners start a business because they're good at something or they enjoy something or maybe they're passionate about something. And when we turn that something into a business venture, then it that thing that we were really excited about gets lost in translation. So the business building aspect overcomes the passion for why you started the business in the first place. So ask yourself now, what are you really good at? in the way of that product or that service or the reason why you started the business in the first place and ask yourself, do you still want to do that one? And if you still want to do that, what other things that are on my plate right now can I delegate out to? Who who can I delegate that out to? So that might mean I love serving clients in a particular industry or um, maybe it's I enjoy doing the one-on-one calls with clients, but my where my person can come into play is they send out the reminder emails, they follow up with the clients to make sure they're actually joining their sessions, or maybe they create the marketing materials to get the potential clients in the door. Focus on what you are good at and then delegate the rest. Another question about identifying what you need most right now, what where your needs are is What do you need help with the most right now? Many of you who are in this position, you have clients coming in the door, but there's something lacking. There's something else going on that's missing. So maybe you need help right now staying consistent on social media. Maybe you need help with client follow-up and administrative tasks. 
Where do you need help with the most right now? Answer your answer that question. What would bring the most relief? So many of you are in a position where you are, there's a lot of emergencies going on. There's a lot of projects going on. What would give you the most relief? And so that kind of leads into a question of if someone were to help you with X, then you can focus on X. So fill in the blanks there. If someone could help me with X, then I could focus on X. That answering that will help you identify where you are most stuck. If reaching out to other people is something you need to be doing, but you're not able to do it because you're focusing on client work or follow up or something else, then maybe that's something else or the follow up or the client work is something you can delegate out. Where would give you the most relief right now? And that same sentence can be used in life as well, right? So if somebody could help me pick up the kids on Thursday, then that would make my life a little bit easier and breathable so I can focus on X. So same same rule applies here. So when you're searching for your first hire, you're going to, some of the other ways, there's a lot of other different things you can look for when you're uh, searching for somebody. But you're going to look for attitude and skill set. So there's, like I said, a bunch of other things you can look for, but I find attitude and skill set are two important things. Attitude because you want somebody who can take on the challenge of doing whatever work you need to be done. And so maybe they're upbeat and motivational and, and personable and, and whatnot. And maybe their skill set is not exactly where you want them to be, but they have the basic foundation or understanding of a certain thing. You can train skill. You cannot train attitude. Not genuinely. So you want somebody who has a great attitude for coming in, who has, um, who is personable, who is whatever your firm culture is, whatever you want your firm culture to be, your first hire is going to set the precedence or set the pace for that. So pick somebody based off of their attitude first, their competence and their skill set second, because you can't train attitude, but you can train for additional skills. That's why there's college and, um, Udemy and other online courses and whatnot. You can always train for skill. And then I want you to think about whether you are hiring a contractor or a generalist. And so I have a rule about this. If you are, let's say your highest need right now and you're a solo, your highest need right now is marketing help. That might be a contractor, right? Because they, you get to give them specific jobs to be done. So maybe their project is working on social media marketing and they only have so many hours. Maybe it's part of a package. That's the contractor. If you are looking for help in all of the other areas in your business and they are cross-referencing or uh, cross-promoting different types of um, backing up. So if they are, they need to do admin stuff, they need to do follow-up with client stuff, they need to do some sort of marketing then you'll need a generalist, somebody that can actually help you with a lot of those things. Now, be mindful, even if you hire a generalist, doesn't mean they're going to be good in every single area that they that you want them to be in. You get to pick based on a certain area or need. So let's say they're great at marketing and there's some follow up that they need to do with regard to maybe creating systems or following up with clients or whatever. Find the highest need and hire based on that, okay? So 
we talked about a couple of different things here. We talked about when to actually hire, when your feelings of emotions, uh, when your, your emotions are high or you're feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or angry or you're missing deadlines or anything like that. And you have work coming in the door and you're, you're missing deadlines or something is going on where you're missing something, then you get to start searching for somebody to help you. But first, you have to make a couple of shifts, uh, mindset shifts on before you actually hire. So knowing that you need help, actually knowing how to ask for help is part of it. Knowing when to look for somebody. Mindset shift around uh, allowing people to see your disorganization because the reality is for most business owners, especially if you're solo, it's it's disorganized. (laughs) It's not as organized as you, you could let it be. And so it's organization, right? Allowing people to see you at not at your best is part of it. And you get to identify your needs here. We talked a little bit about what your needs are and, 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 and went through all those questions. Just a few questions, simple questions to help you really identify what they actually are. And then what to look for in your search. Is it going to be a generalist or a specialist? And each one is very specific. So with that, one what one thing are you committed to doing in everything that you've heard or you've learned today? What one thing are you committed to doing? And that wraps up another episode of the 1% Factor Podcast. If you'd like to experience more of this and want to learn how to build a calm, intentional, and impactful business outside of the hustle culture society you live in, go to thefocusceo.co forward slash 1%.